Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Red podcast. Your usual co-hosts, Luke Mullen, Amy Just, coming at you during a busy basketball time. Uh, the women's tournament underway and unfortunately over for the Husker women's team already. The men's team getting ready to uh, head up and, and start its journey as well. Uh, so I want to share those recaps, break that down a little bit. We'll touch on some other sports, but I think we should really just get into it right away with the basketball. Um, looking at the, the women's team, first of all, pretty tough loss there against Michigan State. Um, you know, we, we discussed it last time, how big this one was for their tournament hopes. And they were close. It's kind of been the story of their season, hasn't mm -hmm. it? Close, but what is it? Four or five point loss. It just barely escaped them there at the end. Yeah. So it was a three point loss. Um, even closer. Yeah. <laughs> even more heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, they had, so Nebraska had the ball at, for the final possession. And uh, Jess Shelley uh, took a shot, missed. Um, and then they got one, they got the offensive rebound. And, um, the player who took the final shot, it's escaping me. Um, but it was no good as well. And if it would have gone in, it would have forced overtime. Um, but just too little too late, unfortunately. Um, that's uh, where Nebraska's uh, quest for an NCAA tournament bid come to an end. But their season isn't over. Um, they're one of the best non-NCAA tournament teams, um, I think. So... You know, they could have a very deep run in the WNIT, um, and that they will find out their fate for that on Selection Sunday, um, though I don't believe the WNIT bracket comes out until the Monday after. So they'll know if they got in, and they're, yep. you know, they should. That Absolutely. would be really dumb if they didn't. Um, it, they'll get in. That, there's no question about that. Um, but as, for, as far as who the matchup, will be. Um, I don't think that gets released until Monday, just because Selection Sunday takes so long for everything else. No doubt. And with them perhaps falling to the NIT, hosting some games, that can be on the, on the cards at least, which I, I know obviously everyone, the NCAA tournament is the big goal. Everyone is going to be disappointed, but getting the chance to, to come back to PBA perhaps. Yeah, that's a... That's one of the, the nice things yeah. um, about being one of the better teams in your field is that you probably get to host some games. So there's a benefit to that for sure. Um, but yeah, we will see um, what happens there um, over the course of the next week. Yeah, and if we, I mean, if, if we look a little bit more big picture, of course, at this, uh, this women's basketball season, you know, they, they started so strong. Lots and lots of podcast episodes ago, we talked about how the injuries you know, really kind of hurt the team, but down the stretch, uh, just the, the losses and it was, uh, six of their last or five of their last seven <laughs> doing math on the fly, not my strength, but five of their last seven, uh, ended in losses, you know, five point loss to Michigan. That one was a tough one, three point loss to Minnesota. And of course the three point loss to Michigan state, you know, it's, it's got to hurt those players knowing how close they were just, you know, maybe two or 
three of those games went another way. Uh, the season could have gone another way. And of course, you have those big what ifs. Allison Widener, um, you know, such an important guard for this team in particular. Uh, they, I think that they really missed her down the stretch. I do too. Um, I do too. She, it wasn't that she was like super talented because she is, right? But she was also just that like bulldog, mm-hmm. tenacious player that's not afraid to go on the floor and get loose balls. And I mean, this that's how she got hurt, right? So, you know, just trying to fight for something and it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Um, they've missed that, I yeah. think. Just that little extra, what she brings. Um, it's unfortunate, um, but the season isn't over. And they'll just have to see what happens here uh, when the bracket gets released a week-ish from now. Yep, no doubt. We don't have to, to write the final story this season yet. Uh, still games left to be played for the women's team. So we'll look forward to, to seeing how their postseason journey unfolds, uh, especially when you learn that bracket, their placements and whatnot. And for the men's team, uh, some big opportunities coming up. Uh, but first, let's just touch on the the season finale on the road at Iowa, real tough game environment, you know, a a one that's eluded Nebraska for quite a while uh, since joining the big 10, but this Nebraska team, they got it done. 81 77 season sweep over Iowa. First time since Nebraska has joined the big 10 that they have done that. Um, And it was a, you know, it it was a game too um, where it was tight, you know, the whole way it wasn't really, um, you know, we, we, we've seen games where Nebraska's fallen behind, you know, where, they, where they've had to come back. Opponents have separated a little bit, but 43-39, Iowa led at halftime, Nebraska charging out there in the second half. And Jamarcus Lawrence, uh, you know, he, he stepped up in this one, 15 points, 5 of 8 from three-point range, which is huge uh, because we've seen the changes to this lineup, you know, it feels like every game or every couple games, there's some other role player that's stepping up. We saw Blaze Kata do it. Sam Hoiberg had a couple of big games down the stretch. Uh, but this bench has really kind of showed up. And after those injuries to Banda Melangari, I mean, they've they've been kind of the force behind this late winning streak, haven't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, the Iowa game made no sense. Like, no sense. Like, Nebraska had no business winning that game. Um, but they did, and I just think that shows – just how well this team has rebounded after, you know, and I hate this word, but it's very true in this case, after adversity, after adversity, after adversity. Like, if I were just to read these two sentences to you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, no way Nebraska wins. Iowa scored 31 second chance points after grabbing 21 offensive rebounds. Iowa scored 21 points off of Nebraska's 15 turnovers. Nebraska yeah. wins, yeah. and Nebraska wins. It makes no sense, but sometimes basketball doesn't have to make sense. Um, that's why March Madness is a thing. Um, but yeah, I just was watching that game, and you know, it's it's insane what they've accomplished this season. Um, not just in that game, mm-hmm. but just all the way through, right? Um, you know, uh, the addition of Sam Greasel um, and his one season here. Didn't lose Iowa, beat Creighton, beat Wisconsin. It's pretty good. Absolutely. And, you know, when we look at, I've brought up the stat a couple times. Yes. I'm going to keep bringing it up, uh, but Nebraska's three previous seasons under Fred Hoiberg uh, won nine conference games. They did it. 
they're they're they got a winning record, you know, for the first time in whoever knows how long. Uh, it's it's been a journey to get here, but at last, I think you can kind of just look at this year's team and you can say, hey, they improved over the course of a year. Where they're at at the end of the year, you're proud of them, you know, for how they got there. And of course, yes, yeah, some of it's a veteran roster. You know, there are quite a few players, Greasel, um, you know, Derek Walker, whatever it may be that you know you're not getting back next year. But at the same time, you just got to enjoy the season as it comes. And after those injuries, it it didn't look like it was going to be an enjoyable season. But as we sit here now and you look at what they accomplished this year, I mean, it's uh, it's the best season Nebraska basketball has had in a, in a while. Yeah. Um, their last winning season was in 2018-19, Tim Miles' last season. Yeah. They were 19 and 17 and made it to the second round of the NIT. So while that feels like it was a million years ago, <laughs> um, because it was before the pandemic, so anything before the pandemic feels no like doubt. a million years yeah. ago, it wasn't that long ago. Like, But just with how things have gone as of late, the two seven-win seasons and then the 10-win season mm-hmm. um, just really puts a bad taste in your mouth. But I am pleasantly surprised with how things have uh, shaked out uh, so far. Um, they, of course, will still play in the first round. Um, they got the 11th seed. But I think this is better for them than mm-hmm. the 10. Um, even though, yes, you have to play one fewer game and all of that. But they play Minnesota. Minnesota is not good. They're in the middle of a rebuild. Um, they've got talented players on that team, no doubt. But like, it is just not the season um, that the Gophers have wanted. Um, Nebraska swept uh, the Gophers on the regular mm-hmm. season, beating them uh, most recently on the 25th of February uh, by 11 points. And then they also won in overtime in Minneapolis um, by like two points, I think, back in early January. So that would be good. Um, for Nebraska to continue to build that momentum as they, you know, continue through the postseason. After that, if they beat Minnesota, which I think they will, they'll play Maryland, a team that they just recently beat, stunning them in overtime um, at the PBA like a couple weeks ago. Um, So that would be interesting. Uh, Maryland won the first matchup between those two schools. um, And uh, you know, I think that's a winnable game for Nebraska, too. Um, so, okay, what if, what if they do that? What if they handle Maryland, too? Well, then they'll play Indiana, a team that crushed Nebraska earlier this season, but they didn't have Sam Greasel available. So who knows what would have happened because that came on the heels of uh, their uh, Nebraska's win over Creighton. So I don't know. Things could be really interesting this week, and Nebraska has a pretty decent path um, if they make the most of their opportunities. And uh, but sometimes, as Sunday showed, sometimes you don't have to make the most of your opportunities and you still win. So, but yeah, I think this is going to be really interesting. And the more wins that they can piece together, obviously, um, will help them even more in their quest for an NIT berth. And it's exciting, right? Like. You know, most teams are disappointed to get to the NIT, but no, this is this is exciting for Nebraska. And that's okay. Like, celebrate the little victories. Celebrate a postseason berth, regardless of what it is. Absolutely. Sorry for my <laughs> long rant there. I was an interim beat writer for them for, you know, a while here down the stretch. So Yes, and, and you'll be you'll be there following along in Chicago as well, which 
By the way, that Wednesday game, probably looking about 8 o'clock, maybe a little bit later. 8 at the yeah. earliest. Yeah. It'll just depend on how that first game goes. And TV networks just need to understand that basketball games take longer than two hours. They do. They Especially take... when you have that last minute in there that takes 10 or 15, you know, yeah. whatever it is. So Yeah, so I would expect that it'll be... 8.30-ish, probably. But, you know, just keep checking to the score of that nope. first set, one. Set your alarms now. Amy Just is saying 8.30. <laughs> well, right, because, like, you know, this is a tournament scenario. Like, it is what it yeah, is. The, the, games, like, the games take a while. Teams are fighting for everything, and yeah. you got to warm up, too. It's the same arena. There's, yeah. Yeah. So Stuff takes a while. Yeah. It just, yeah. I just don't think that it's going to start at 8, but... I've been proven wrong before. I would like to be wrong. Our deadline is not going to be very friendly to that. So I would love to be wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. Well, we will see. You'll be out there uh, <laughs> uh, firsthand to check things out. So again, Wednesday, Nebraska men's basketball starts off the Big Ten tournament. A uh, couple games, a couple big chances at wins. Minnesota and Maryland uh, first up if they get there. And moving on to uh, a little bit of a uh, spring action. Got to talk about some big results for the baseball team here. Uh, you know, we, we spoke about kind of the revival after that really tough San Diego series, mm -hmm. uh, sweeping South Alabama. And, you know, it, the target was always going to be two and one. Can you beat one of these really good SEC teams, probably beat Hawaii? Two and one was always going to be a really successful weekend. And they went out there and they did it. They did it uh, by winning the first two extended that winning streak to five games in a row. And in particular, uh, Friday, the Nebraska beat Vanderbilt 5-3, to a uh, huge win, and against a, a really great Vanderbilt pitcher as well, one of the top pitchers in the whole country uh, in, in Carter Holton. And it was, it was a tight one, 3-3 for most of the matchup, but Garrett Anglum, the eighth-inning home run, he obliterated a ball to the left field. Anglum, he's been a very, very consistent, strong hitter for this team so far, and uh, followed it up, beat Hawaii, and then lost to Ole Miss, but as we just kind of take this weekend as a whole, I mean, man, you got to give you got to give a shout out to this team for going out there beating, yes, a top ten team, but a perennial College World Series contender right there in Vanderbilt. Yeah, I uh, I texted one of my friends um, who's like big into sports but doesn't follow like everything with basketball, and I texted them and I was like, oh my gosh, Nebraska beat Vanderbilt, and she's like, in basketball, and I'm like, no, baseball. <laughs> They're like, what? No. Yeah, wild. Um, I was following along with our colleague uh, in Omaha, uh, Evan Bland's tweets. I'm like, mm -hmm. there is no way. This isn't happening. Um, what a quality, quality win for that team um, and a big one for the program. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if we're thinking about belief, you know, obviously it was there after that South Alabama series. I think their play out on the, out on the baseball field was very clear about that. Uh, but at the same time, going up against the best of the best in the whole nation, you got to raise your level a little bit uh, to get there. And they most certainly did that. And also credit to the pitching staff. Emmett Olson went six innings on that first win. Shea Shanneman, three scoreless there to, to close it out. I spoke about him last time, but Shanneman has had a great, great revival after that first series. He really struggled a little bit. So glad to see him get back out there, uh, improve a little bit. And Hey, now we got some home games heading to Haymarket, uh, Haymarket Field. We've got Northern Colorado coming in Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Illinois State scheduled to play three-game series. I say scheduled because 
the weather is not looking the best as it is right now. So we'll see how many of those five games Nebraska can get in, but starting off a very long home stretch here at Haymarket Park. When was the last time Nebraska held its opener, like the opening week for Haymarket Park without any inclement weather issues? I have no idea. You're testing me. I gotta. I gotta go back get in the archives. I don't it's know. It's probably yeah. been a while. Uh, <laughs> March in Nebraska, um, not always uh, the most predictable. As you know, it was 66 degrees yesterday, yep. and um, will not be 66 by the weekend. It's so. like oh, you know, 35 and dreary and windy or whatever today. It's uh, yeah. complete reversal. So. Makes sense. Um, there are plenty of other things going on over the weekend. Uh, in wrestling, Silas Allred was the first Husker to win a Big Ten title since 2015. Um, he had an upset in the final, um, beating uh, Max Dean of Penn State in the 197-pound final. Nebraska, I believe, had five guys in the final, which is huge. Uh, but uh, Allred was the only one who was victorious but the, uh, this past weekend to win. But if you do well at Big Tens, you do really well um, in the NCAAs because, you know, Big Ten is uh, the best conference in wrestling. Um, the NCAAs will be coming up here soon-ish uh, for wrestling, um, and placing third in the Big Tens um, will be really, really good for them moving forward. Um, I just felt that... Uh, he needed a little bit of a shout-out. And, of course, uh, Peyton Robb and Mikey, Mikey Labriola uh, had their first losses of the entire season um, over the weekend, losing in the championship matches for their respective weight classes. So really decent showing for, for the wrestling team. We haven't given them enough love on our podcast. Only so much time uh, to do that. But um, really good season uh, for them so far as uh, the postseason continues. Yeah, total credit to uh, Mark Manning. He does a great job with that program. And this year in particular, I think just from from all the weight classes, they've all been competitive. And when you have a guy, the best of the best in the conference, which is the best in the nation, I mean, it it shows just the level of, I think, training and preparation that they go through day to day, certainly. Yeah, it, it's one of the toughest sports. I don't know how they <laughs> yeah, do it. I really no don't. No kidding. <laughs> um, and then in other news, um, track and field, uh, 11 bids to the indoor championships for the NCAAs. That's the most that Nebraska's had since 2011. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so how that works is like the top 16 student athletes in every uh, event automatically qualify. Um, so going to be interesting and nebraska has representatives in several different areas uh mostly throws right because you've got axelina johansson um taylor latimer and max otterdahl um and then jonah wilson for your throwers in their respective events and then um, you've got some sprinters and some jumpers too and then Till Steinforth, who does uh the heptathlon which is you know literally everything <laughs> so uh, that starts on Friday and then continues through the weekend. Um, so Nebraska could uh, put out a pretty decent showing uh, for both men and women at the NCAAs for indoor. So that's exciting as well. Certainly, yeah. So a lot of uh, exciting stuff amongst the winter sports uh, for all those as they kind of wind down their seasons, of course. also want to 
briefly touch on softball up yes. to a nine. So many things yeah. going on right now. Nine game, nine game winning streak. Uh, they were just down in Tucson, Arizona, where they won all five games that they were out there. And in particular, they beat number 16, Arizona, 10 to three. Uh, that was a big one because we talked a little bit earlier in the year about they were playing these top 10 teams. And that was, you know, that was just kind of the only thing, you know, holding them back from, you know, perhaps, you know, reaching their top potential, uh, their top record. And in particular, Courtney Wallace, she picked up the win in that one. Uh, she has been lights out so far this year, uh, doing a great job. And uh, next up, you know, they, they get to stay a little bit closer to home uh, this week. Wichita State and Missouri State on the docket. Shocker Classic uh, down in Wichita, Kansas. Looking to keep that winning streak rolling. Nine, it's uh, sitting at nine right now. Could be up to uh, a pretty good margin after that. And uh, we'll see. They've uh, they got a veteran team, and they're really, I think, showing it these last couple of weeks. It's been uh, really fun to see those games, those results kind of trickle in. and and uh, the strong, strong results from the softball team. Yeah, yeah. It would be pretty cool if they could carry uh, their winning streak into uh, their home opener at Bullen. But yeah. we will see. There's plenty of games yeah, between I, now and then. Unfortunately, well, we, we do have baseball coming up. Not until March 22nd uh, will they be there at Bullen. That's against Iowa State. That's a Wednesday. Uh, so still quite, quite a lot more uh, uh, matchups to go for the softball team before then. Yeah, crazy. And last note to just touch on a little bit, heard from Matt Rule very briefly today, mm -hmm. uh, spring practice starting in two weeks, two weeks from today. Uh, we will see how that goes, but just learned a little bit about kind of the off-season competition, uh, how they divide it into teams, you know, going out in the community, doing community service, going to all these different Husker sporting events. thought it was just really neat the way that they kind of set that up and, you know, just trying to build that team unity that, that Rule's been talking about. Yeah, and you know, I had never quite seen an off-season program so like detailed like mm -hmm. that before. Like obviously you're going to focus on your lifting and your agility and just your off-season conditioning and all of those things, but to put an emphasis on community and building your bonds with your teammates through that, I thought was uh, pretty interesting. And I liked it. Um cuz it breeds competition but also brotherhood. Yeah, absolutely. And the the other thing the other thing that I thought was really interesting too was uh just the way that Rule talks about players on this team. You know, he he's so supportive to the extent that, you know, obviously, you know, he's 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 got to be harder, you know, he's got to be you know, a, a real coach obviously behind the scenes, but publicly speaking, you know, he's talking about yeah, there were guys that were late, you know, guys that were struggling to to meet these things, but what he's saying is, you know, he's just trying to get them all on the same page. He's he's like, I'm never going to call anybody out, you know, anything like that. Uh, so publicly. To me, yes. Publicly. He will <laughs> yes. do so behind closed doors, but he will not do so publicly. Good good distinction to make. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just really enjoy that kind of uh, perspective from him that that's what it's all. He says it all the time, pulling on the same side of the rope. All You know, he has these kind of analogies that he likes to throw out there. But every time he just kind of talks about stuff like that, it. It kind of hits me a little bit, you know, it's it's a, a really kind of caring perspective from him. Yeah, and a little bit of a different perspective uh, than we've gotten here uh, recently. Um, you know, him just wanting his guys to be out in the community, him being out in the community, yeah. uh, being very present um, at tennis, at beach volleyball, at, I'm sure they will be at baseball and softball as mm -hmm. their schedule allows. Like, they just, they want to be supportive because the community is so supportive of them. So they want to give back. It's basically 
how I get a read on that. Yes. And we'll have uh, we'll have plenty of weeks and podcast episodes and whatnot to uh, dive into the minutia of spring practice. As I said, coming up in two weeks, a busy time of the year, competition. They're anticipating a, a good deal of physicality. Not too much, not, you know, nothing, nothing overboard, but wanting to be prepared, wanting to get those guys in, in real, real time, you know, real game simula- simulation as best you can, you know, when you're out there on the practice field and, and whatnot. So we'll look one, forward to that. One last note, Casey Thompson will probably not be full go. He yeah. may throw eventually, um, but he is still working his way back from that. So don't expect um, him to be throwing lights out from day one because um, he's just not quite ready yet. And that's okay. These things take time. The last thing Matt wants, and he said over and over and over again, is re-injury. So they will be patient with not only Casey, uh, but they will also be patient with every other player uh, coming off of injuries, including someone who we talked to today who said he is very much ready to go and wants to be out there. But uh, it, that is what it is. Best ability? Is availability. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, so make sure to follow along. Amy Just on Twitter. She will have updates for all of you from the uh, men's basketball tournament. As I said, baseball, softball, uh, important things going on. Appreciate all of you staying tuned at journalstar.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the Life in the Red podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.